0: Good evening. Welcome to Vol Bros. Tonight it is just one bro, singular, and I love this time of year. College football is at its most important time. Every weekend matters and college basketball is tipping off. Tonight the basketballs got started uh, with Tennessee Tech. Tomorrow night the Lady Vols get started with Ohio State. Um, excited for the Lady Vols season. This is the most talented roster that's been in Knoxville in probably 20 years. Um, so looking forward to seeing what Kelly Harper is able to do with with that group. I also really like Rick Barnes' roster. Uh, I think he learned a lot last year, um, the last couple of years really, uh, since Grant and Admiral left what works in Knoxville, what works for him, what works in his system, and honestly what works for the NBA versus what he traditionally does, is, uh, does as, a, as a program. And I think he's really built a roster around developing players and developing a system that fits the NBA and gets recruits ready to, to move on to the next step. So I, I really like what he's built um, we're going to unpack that roster a little bit, talk about what happened tonight with Tennessee Tech. Um, they handled business this evening, beating Tennessee Tech 75-43. to 43. That's what you would expect. That's a decent Tennessee Tech team. They're going to be a lot better this year than they were last year. John Pelfrey is a great coach. He's, a, he's got a great staff with him. Those guys do a really good job, and they've got most of their roster back from next year, so I would expect they'll make some noise in the mid-major realm this year. They'll, they'll be a decent team, and they'll sneak up and beat a few people. Um, I think what stood out the most was Tennessee is just so incredibly good at two things. They move the ball extremely well. Players are always moving on every possession. It's very difficult to guard them. And then the signature Rick Barnes man-to-man defense. Um, This roster is tough. These guys like to get up on you. They like to be physical. They're going to be as physical as the referees will let them. they got a couple of guys who can be enforcers, not only inside but on the wings. And, And they can get up and guard you. And it's going to be the same thing that it was when Grant and Admiral were playing, when we had Jordan Bone, Jordan Bowden. Early on in games, they they feel like they're kind of keeping up with people, and they're kind of moving at the same pace as their opponent. In reality, what they're doing is they're setting the pace. Their opponent is slowly wearing down from the physicality over time. And in the second half, we're going to continually see them pull away from teams. That's what happened tonight. Um, they ended up winning by 32, I believe at the half, they were only up by 11 or 12. And, and that's that's what they can do to you. They can wear you down, go on streaks. All of a sudden you look up, you're down 20, and you're kind of figure out what, what just happened. Um, so I love this roster. Starting at the point guard, Zakai Ziegler is, is going to be a big-time player again. He's poised for a huge year. They've got so many weapons around him, it makes it very hard to double him. And, and he's, he's going to get to the basket. He's going to score double figures every night. He's just going to find a way to score. Um, Santiago Vescovi is going to be at the shooting guard. Um, again, he benefits from the talent around him. He can, he can spot shoot. He can move. Um, the one thing he's probably not going to do a whole lot of is attacking the basket because they don't want to clutter space. So he'll be around the perimeter pretty much the entire game. And, and he's, he's, he's an assassin. He can do some things. Um, Josiah James did not start tonight because he's still recovering from an injury. He did play significant minutes, though. And as he gets more into game uh, game speed and game condition, he'll move back into his starting role. Jo- Josiah brings so much to the table. Phenomenal leader, great defender. He uh, has the ability to take over games when needed. He can score inside or out. When they play really fast and go small, he'll move to the power forward because he can get down there and bang with anybody. Um, he's just an incredibly valuable player. Really excited to watch Olivier Kamwa this year. Um, Olivier, early in, if, if you remember early in last season, he was tearing it up and then he had an injury, went down for the rest of the year, um, and they really missed him. They, they needed him badly. And so I'm I'm excited to get to see him play a full season. I think he's going to be an incredible weapon. Um, they can use him in a lot of ways. He has the ability to step out and shoot it. Um, he has the ability to post up and go make plays underneath, very similar to Grant when he was when he was a, a Vol. Um If they need a definite basket, they'll they'll post Olivier and, and pound the ball inside to him. And then Uros Palovsich has continued to improve every single year. Um, the biggest indicator of that was the preseason game against Gonzaga. He had a double-double, almost a double-double, 13 points, eight rebounds against a first-team All-American and Drew Timmy. So um, Uroche has continued to grow and grow. He's a, he's a great piece in an overall program. He's not going to win you a game, um, but he's going to do the little things that he needs to do to make everybody else more effective. And so he's he's a fun guy to watch. He's a great teammate. He's gonna be 100% effort at all times. He's gonna get you eight to 10 points a night. He's gonna get you six to eight rebounds a night. And you know if, if need be, he's gonna use all five of his fouls and somebody on the other team's gonna leave very bruised and battered. Um, but that matters, it counts. And so it's it's great to have somebody like Urosh that you can rely on inside to be an enforcer, but also give you some some credible minutes. The biggest the biggest addition, hands down, and, and everybody kind of expected this coming into the season, but boy has he delivered. Tyreek Key, the transfer from Indiana State, has been as good or better than advertised. He tore Gonzaga up for 26. Just absolutely could not miss. It wasn't a hot streak. He came out tonight off the bench, scored 17, Looked like he couldn't miss. Um, they limited his minutes a little bit because it was a blowout in the second half. He easily could have scored 20-plus. Um, that guy is, is going to be a difference maker. And I love how they're using him. Um, when Grant and Admiral and Jordan Bone and all those guys were here and we were making a deep tournament run, Jordan Bowden moved to the bench and became the sixth man and was instant offense off the bench. And that's how they're going to use Tyreek Key. He's going to be instant offense. He has the green light the minute he comes on the floor. But when you're playing this team, and this team is so physical, and all of a sudden this guy comes in off the bench who's fresh, can just absolutely shoot it anywhere on the court, that's demoralizing to an opponent. Uh, They feel like they've been beat down, they've wore down, and all of a sudden this guy comes in, he can't miss. And, and it's, it's, on, it's from the three-point line, it's attacking the basket, it's the mid-range. Tyreek, Key is a bucket, and he is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, he's going to do a lot of big things in Knoxville this year. The other interesting player is uh, Julian Phillips. Um, Julian started tonight. He's the five-star freshman that everybody's wanted to see. Um, he looks the part. Julian needs to gain a little weight in the muscle department, but he's a freak athlete, um, incredible le- le- leaping ability, um, crazy long arms, great defender. Who's going to only get better and better? Um, you know, he's a typical freshman. He's he's inconsistent with his shot. Sometimes a little inconsistent with his effort. Um, but that will that will come with time. And honestly, the best thing Julian Phillips has going for him is he gets to practice every day with Josiah James and Jemai Meshack. And those two guys are going to force him to become a better player. He, he's going to have to mature. He's going to have to get tougher. He's going to have to learn how to get, go get a basket when there's a guy on him. Um, those two guys are going to make him exponentially better. And the beauty of it is he does have those two guys around him. And so he doesn't have to worry about being a one and done. He doesn't have to worry about going out every night and finding a way to make a double double. Um, he's got time. And the greatest thing that can happen for him is to just spend this year getting better, come back next year, don't jump to the NBA, and, and take in, um, step into Josiah's spot, take his minutes, and grow and mature as a player um, so that he can really be a force next year. Um, I just mentioned Jemai Meshack. That guy is every coach's dream. He came in tonight, um, fantastic defender, 100 miles an hour, 100% effort all the time. He's crazy long. You can put him, he's also crazy quick. You can put him on absolutely anybody, one through four. Um, tonight, Tennessee Tech's point guard got a little hot, hit a few shots, looked confident, looked like he was going to do something, maybe bring him back close in the game. Jamai came in, they put him on that point guard, and it was like a magician. That point guard disappeared. He was no longer on the court. He didn't score again while, while Jamai was in the game. Um, and all of a sudden, Tennessee went on a, went on a big run, and that's when they really increased their lead. Um, the thing I love about Jamai too, is he, he has worked on his game in the offseason. He's not just a defensive guy anymore. Um, he had a beautiful running one-hander against Gonzaga, Tonight, he was confidently taking shots. He came, he curled off a a screen and and buried a 15-foot jumper from the free throw line. Um, His offensive confidence is a big plus because Rick Barnes typically doesn't like to rotate more than eight or nine guys. So if Jemai can be in that nine-man rotation, that just makes everybody better. Um, If you can confidently play nine guys at a power five level, you can go deep in the postseason you can feel confident that you've got significant depth to weather a long weekend tournament jamai is a big piece of what they need to do this year Um, also that ninth man um, who really you could probably even classify as the seventh man is jonas adu Uh, jonas looked great both games gonzaga and tonight Um, jonas has developed a three-point shot he's got range he's taking it confidently Um, coaches clearly want him taking it confidently because every time he steps up and buries one, nobody flinches. Um, no, no coaches are looking down the bench going, what in the world is he doing? Go get him. Um, he's been, he's clearly been told he has the green light and that's a pretty awesome thing to see when you've got a 6'11", 7' footer who's a big bruising kid who does a really nice job around the basket, but then can step out and just with confidence bury that, that, that top of the key three. Um, that just opens up everything. When you've got athletes out there on the baseline, when you've got athletes on the wing and your center is bearing threes, that pulls the post defender away from the basket. And all of a sudden you've got driving lanes unimpeded to the basket for all the athletes. Um, so that's a, that's a big plus that he can do that. It's similar to Olivier Camois, when he steps out on the perimeter, they have to honor it. They have to defend him and that opens the lineup. So it's, it's, a, it's a pretty awesome thing to see Jonas's development. Um, they've always been high on him. They've always felt like he had a huge ceiling. Uh, he almost feels like Kyle Alexander, but on an expedited schedule. Um, it wasn't until Kyle's senior year that he really started playing extremely well, and it got him drafted. He ended up with the Miami Heat because of it, um, or an undrafted free agent spot. Um, Jonas feels a lot like Kyle Alexander, but on a quicker schedule. Um, I don't think we're gonna be waiting till his senior year to see him become a legit player. I think we'll probably see it this year. Um, I think late in the in the SEC schedule, when everybody's banged up, everybody's hurting, tired, fatigued, Jonas is the kind of guy that can step in and have a big play and a big moment that people will remember. Um, so really excited to watch him play. So I think the biggest takeaways from tonight, um, as I said, Rick Barnes has definitely adopted an NBA style. Um, The traditional basketball people hate it. Um, The Vols shot 44 threes tonight. Tennessee Tech took 40 shots total. So UT shot four more shots from the three-point line than Tennessee Tech took on the entire game. Um, That's the NBA game now. It's a guard oriented game. It's a three point oriented game. Every big man can shoot the three. Um, If you can't, you don't play. And so, you know, Rick Barnes has clearly made a decision that this is going to be his style, that he is going to be a fast paced three point shooting team. Um, It helps in recruiting when you can look at recruits and say, we're going to play an NBA game. You come here, we're going to get ready, we're going to get you ready to go to the league. And, you know, you're going to you're going to play at a pace that that will matter for the NBA draft and for um, free agency. And and so, you know, that's why he's getting guys like Julian Phillips. That's why big time recruits are all over the country in the next two classes are looking very closely at Tennessee. Um, So he's he's going to play a fast paced, three point oriented um, NBA game. That doesn't mean he can't slow it down when he needs to get a bucket and pound it inside. As I said earlier, Olivier can be that guy. Urush can actually be that guy, depending on who's guarding him. Um, I believe Jonas Adu, as the season goes on, he's going to become that guy. He's he's got he's just got unbelievable potential, and and so if he really needs to slow it down and go get a bucket, he can do that. He can pound it inside and go attack the rim. Um, Another great option there is Josiah. When they get smaller defenders on Josiah, he can absolutely, like he did most of the second half of last season, he can back them down, post them up, and and go get a bucket. So they've they've done a great job building a roster that's versatile, that can play multiple styles, um, and as always, they can be crazy physical. Um, This will be a very good defensive team. One of the things I was most impressed with tonight... Um, Tyreek Keys brand new. He transferred in. He hasn't been on the court in game situations that much with these guys. Julian Phillips is brand new. Hasn't been on a court much with these guys. Josiah didn't really practice or play much at all this this fall. Um, he's been rehabbing an injury and, and he hasn't really been able to get out there and do a whole lot. Um, when you have that much roster attrition and you you're trying to piece guys back into a to a, a system and chemistry typically one of the first things that goes is communication and defensive communication typically suffers a little bit and you get some teaching tapes out of those early games and you're able to go back and watch film with your guys and talk about you know what are we seeing how are we talking what what's Are we communicating this flare screen? Are we communicating this back screen? Are we calling switches? Are we calling post-to-post switches? What are we doing? I didn't see any of that tonight. I saw a well-oiled machine that was communicating extremely well for game one. Um, I believe there was only one breakdown the entire night, which is just incredible for an opener. And, And so, you know, I think Rick Barnes has done a fantastic job of developing a culture where those guys know what the expectation is, they're going to meet it, and they know that defensively the expectation is we're going to play as hard as humanly possible, we're going to get right up on people, and we're going to communicate like no other. And, and that's what they did tonight. And in the second half, it, it wore Tennessee Tech down. They couldn't handle it anymore. Um, they were turning the ball over, they were taking fast shots, they looked out of control, They couldn't get into their offense it it was what every defensive coach desires when they break down a film and for it to be in the home opener um, i think there's a lot there for ut to build off of they they might be one of the two or three best defensive teams in the entire country so with that in mind i wanted to go ahead and give a prediction for this year Um, i love the way our schedule shakes out i think that um, some of our toughest games either come at home or if they are on the road, they're on the road after a pretty easy win. And so I really like our chances. Um, I think our I think we're gonna finish anywhere between 27 and five, 28 and four, barring injury. Um, if we have injury, obviously that can change, especially if it's to one or two key guys. Um, but I love this roster. I love how it's built. I think we have shot makers. I think we have the ability to play inside or outside. Um, we're going to play fantastic defense no matter what. And when you can be that versatile and and you're not a one-trick pony and teams have to prepare for all of those things, it makes it really hard to, to beat you. And and so that's why I say I, I think we're going to be 27-5, 28-4, somewhere in that range. Um, that should be good enough for a two or a three seed in the NCAA tournament, depending on how the rest of the country does, maybe even a high two seed. Um and then this team is built for tournament play. I could easily see us making some significant noise in the N- in the SEC tournament. Arkansas is going to be tough to beat. Um, everybody's going to point to Kentucky because everybody always points to Kentucky. But Rick Barnes owns Kentucky, so we're not worried about that. Um, you know, but Arkansas is going to be tough to beat. That roster is loaded. They're extremely talented. Um, they're they're going to be a tough out. I would not be surprised to see Arkansas, again, barring injury, I would not be surprised to see Arkansas playing for a national championship this year. Um, But I really believe Tennessee, with some good bounces, can play with them, and it would be interesting to see how deep Tennessee could go if they end up on the opposite side of the bracket from Arkansas in the postseason. Um, This could easily be a Final Four team if everybody stays healthy. So... Excited for this year, excited for the rest of this football season to to finish out, Um, excited for Lady Vol basketball to start. Uh, Again, Kelly Harper is going to have an amazing roster this year. They're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I believe this basketball team is going to be a lot of fun to watch too. Um, Coming soon to Vol we have a new website launching. We have a bunch of merch that's coming. Um, We have some designs I think people are really going to be excited about and love and want to purchase. Um, so stay tuned. We'll be updating um, all the time after doing post game reactions, um, doing, doing evaluations of upcoming things like college football playoffs. Just talking through all the different details of, of Tennessee athletics. And um, as we get deeper into the year, we'll also be looking at some other sports, talking about some other things that are happening with Tennessee. Um, it's a, it's a great time to be a Vol and, uh, we would love for all of you to join us, um, more and more with Vol Bros. And I just want to thank you for watching tonight. Hit like, hit subscribe. We'd love to keep connecting with you.